Hello and welcome to the Lit Up and Liberated podcast with me, Yvette Mayer. I'm a business coach with a 30-year-long corporate background in marketing and advertising. I have a huge passion for helping you launch and scale your online business. And when you do, I want you to feel lit up and liberated too. Lit up because you're doing work you love, you're in your zone of genius and liberated from those chains of the nine to five, the stress and the struggle. I'm all about building businesses with soul, strategy and savvy. On this podcast, you'll hear from inspiring entrepreneurs and you'll gain practical tips, strategies and tools that you can apply to your online business. So let me ask you this, are you ready to feel lit up and liberated? Hello and welcome back to the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to introduce you to a very treasured friend and private client of mine, Kimber Stowe. Kimber, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Yvette. It's, um, it's exciting to be on. I um, am excited. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm in my wardrobe with my dogs. So, you know, I'm, I'm all good to go. Well, you're definitely not the first person to arrive with a dog onto the podcast. And actually, I'm usually the one with the barking dog versus the <laughs> podcast guest. But I really like this is going to be a different podcast episode uh, in the way that Kimber came into my business during my last business coaching launch, private launch, but with a bit of a twist. So I would love to hand it over to you, Kimber, to tell us uh, what led you to making a decision to jump into private coaching. Sure. So um, by way of background, I've been in the tech space for over 20 years where I've worked for, you know, all the the big kind of brands, um, you know, the IBMs, the Adobe's, the Oracles. Uh, I became incredibly disillusioned with um, the work I was doing for them. And I also had a lot of personal stuff going on um I lost my aunt to cancer um and we were super close and that really brought up for me at the time um a lot of introspection around what I was actually doing with my life because she was such a a guiding light in mine and an incredible person um because she left like this massive legacy you know this this she she actually used to work for IBM back in the 70s and and kind of could have had this major career path um but in but instead chose um environmental causes and essentially uh dedicated her life uh to doing what she could and you know she did things like um preserved most of southeast New South Wales under voluntary conservation agreement. She was the first in the country to do that and is responsible for, you know, um, protection of various habitats of, um, of, you know, some critically endangered species. She returned a race course into wetlands and in doing so saved a town oh of Pambula. Wow. Yeah, which was, which was, you know, it was one of these little rural towns that was dying and, you know, part of her program was to, um, you know, return the wetlands to their original state, which was really successful. And it, it turned the opportunity of this town around um, and essentially, you know, saved it. So that's, you know, it, 
in those moments of of losing her because I you know was looking after her throughout the the process um we, you know we talked a lot about that um you know we you know because we talked about death um we talked about her contributions and so it really brought to the fore for me you know what my legacy was going to be mm-hmm. because all I had done was chase money and work for you know these big tech brands that just don't give a shit except for can I say shit sorry totally. you're <laughs> not the first to swear okay all right um but you know you know all these big tech companies you know, that they are all driven by quarterly numbers to declare to the stock market what their earnings was in order to affect a share market price for shareholders I mean that's it. that's all they give a shit about right mm-hmm. you know they have these fluffy brands and you know all this marketing and PR but it that's not the reality so you know it was the intersection of those kind of things occurring in my life that I um I just decided to make some really big changes and so I I bought a caravan as you, do. Dogs, as you do you got one on wheels didn't you yeah like a Winnie Bago? <laughs> um, it's a, like it's a little, like it's awesome. It's a little like um, camper that kind of packs up and packs down and it's got right. like a little kitchen, like it's awesome and it's good enough for me and the dog. Um, and, you know, I I decided I had to kind of get away and figure out what was really important to me and what I kind of wanted my legacy to be. Um, and so I kind of, I did a, a lot of time being quite introspective and trying to figure out where what my ethical framework was what I really kind of believed in yeah um and so I spent a, a lot of time kind of doing that you know I um I kind of came back because I was offered a job um with a much smaller kind of tech company um and the reason I took it was because it was kind of back in my wheelhouse, which is a specialty in consumer data. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is a brilliant opportunity for me to use some of my ethics in how this is utilised. Um, so I kind of did that, but but I really struggled in the first couple of months. I felt myself just falling back into uh, you know, the same kind of routines with a lot of things. Um, and I thought, no, I, you know, I need to switch this up. And that's when I kind of, you know, saw you thing, obviously we've been friends for years and, um, I thought what a opportunity to get some coaching, um, to help me really reshape the way I think about the way I'm doing business. Um, yeah. And, and here we are. And here we are. And I am so thrilled. And even when you think about this, you had a wake up moment, like, like I did with breast cancer myself, that was a, you know, more personal wake up moment for me, realizing that I needed to be more fulfilled in what I created in the world. You had exactly that same moment with your aunt. Yeah. Uh, And it has led to the same level of inner knowing that something has to change and that your level of fulfillment is a priority as is doing work in the world that leaves a legacy yeah and that's um you know that's where you've been so amazing because um when we you know in our first kind of meeting 
you kind of said to me, oh, you know, what is it that you want to do? And I went, well, you know, what I really want to do is I want to build like a wildlife rehabilitation center. You know, this is kind of my plan to do this, but you know, this, you know, the money in the job is just the vehicle to get there. And so I wasn't really connecting in like my values and my kind of ethical framework. I, I, I still hadn't bridged that divide into actually I can use, um, I can use that same framework and, and, you know, all these beliefs and everything that I spent, you know, kind of six months going, you know, what do you really give a shit about? Um, I can actually use that in my existing job. Um, and you really helped me tap into that. And it was actually really quite a quick process. Like, I think we both kind of went, what I crystal clear remember from our very first session is that you said, I don't have a purpose. Yeah. No, I don't, but that sounds like that was one of the things I was really struggling with was what is, what is my purpose? Yeah. Yeah. And I was able to reflect back to you that you have a purpose already and you're just not, you're not feeling into that. You're not anchoring into it and owning it because not only are you incredibly passionate about animal welfare, there's also this another whole political aspect to you and then there is you know the ethical framework that you speak of it kind of fits across everything but right through to the use of data and privacy and how to do that ethically which you know we quickly identified was something that you could build a reputation for beyond how you were thinking about your current role am I right yeah absolutely so it's not you know, I've been able to really look at um, how can I use what I currently do as a, a vehicle to, you know, build my own brand around some of this, you know, ethical data use and transparency. Because you're right, I look at the way that um, the misuse of data and technology has disrupted our democracies, it's disrupted our communities, it's polarised us, it's made us more hateful. Um, it's, it's done severe damage to the mental health, um, predominantly of young women, um, and also young men as well. And I think that, you know, because I have all this this experience and all of these contacts within the industry, if I can use that, um, energy, um, that I feel and I, I, you know, so, um, am so passionate about and really believe that we can actually, we need to create a movement. And this is what I say to people now as well is that, you know, when I speak to people about this and they're like, oh, you know, um, yeah, I feel you, I feel the same way. I'm like, well, we need to create a movement around this. So what are we going to do kind of together? It's all well and good to kind of that we go, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really shit that Mark Zuckerberg's sitting on, you know, a trillion dollars um, and yet, his platform is designed to create create hate division and um, and affect the mental health of most of the population. So um, it's finding it's finding a tribe mm-hmm. within the sector as well, which is something that I've kind of been working through and and building, like you know, kind of refocusing and building my network around a lot of that. And it's so. I don't know. I find it's, you know, I love what I do and I find it so rewarding, but 
hearing the passion in your voice as it pertains to how you're showing up in your role in your job basically but it's much bigger than that like you you're talking movement you're actually leveraging uh marketing skills in the way that you're now positioning yourself and building a personal brand and that like talk to us about some of the the new things you've been doing because of this shift yeah so because I've been I haven't I haven't been afraid to speak my true voice on platforms like LinkedIn which I use from a business perspective um And I've always predominantly just used that as a prospecting tool, but I've really kind of shifted the way that I'm engaging with it. And I'm like, um, you know, I'm actually going to be myself. And so I'm I'm no longer afraid to post things that are a bit controversial because I know there's people in my network that will be looking at that, that that work for a lot of these organisations that I'm kind of, I'm starting to rail against, you know. (laughs) but I'm not afraid to use my voice anymore and I'm not afraid to speak my truth. Um, and as a result of that, I've, I've been um, approached by a number of different organisations, um, a summer cohort in the US, as well as, um, you know, other kind of podcasts as well. Oh, cool. um, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, because I think, you know, everybody really wants to be having these conversations at the moment. And it's been, it's been such a real revelation for me to go, actually, like, this is my shit. Like, oh I my can- God. <laughs> you are so in your power in this zone. And it is a huge advantage in your current role working in mobile data. Yeah. It's not yeah. separate, it's, it's adding to your credibility and building a point of difference that is not only going to strengthen how you show up and already is in your day job, but it's way beyond that because you are becoming a more, uh, what would I call it? A differentiated personal brand. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, in terms of, if I just think about the, you know, my direct competitors, um, there's just no way that, um there's in a, in my not even my direct competitors but in my industry and if we talk about the consumer data industry we're talking about a 60 billion dollar market sector right mm-hmm. people are too scared to speak out like this because if we start to push for transparency and more ethical use of data it means more scrutiny on us Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm, you know, I'm all for. We should be, you know, we should be walking the walk and talking the talk. We should be collecting data in a way that is that has explicit consent and that people should be made aware of um, and that people have more opportunity to curate the way that their data is used as well. Um, and there's no one else in my industry kind of talking about this because, like I said, it's, it has the potential um, to to be a massive disruptor totally. to a lot of, of organisations because there are a lot of organisations that are doing really shitty things. I mean, Cambridge Analytica, the classic example that everybody's heard about, right? Um, they 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 did the wrong thing. 
and now their business is gone, like gone. And, and those guys, they will never be employed again. So I hope they made enough money. I'm sure they did, but who knows what the aftermath looks like. Well, you know, and who knows which other campaigns they've now been pulled into in secret. Um, and this goes to my transparency, right, that, you know, in all layers we need to have um, better transparency around government, we need to have, you know, further regulations around tech, all of these things because it, it breeds massive distrust and then disconnection, which is where um, things like conspiracy theories start to take hold that have a direct effect on things like public health. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're debating about whether or not we want to use masks because this is all a hoax from Bill Gates who wants to inject us with tracking devices using, you know, infecting us with coronavirus via 5G. I mean, you know, and this is because this is all because people distrust their governments, they distrust um, corporations that are collecting and utilising their data, they mistrust media because the media has been specifically designed to, um, you know, put fear and uncertainty into them because it drives eyeballs and reach, right? They're the metrics, we all know this. I yeah, mean, I worked in the industry myself. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But, but this is, when are we, when are we as a, a broad-based industry and community going to say enough is enough? Um, so I just think that, you know, now is the time and we're starting to get momentum behind it. And I think that the, the fallout of some of, um, you know, the conspiracy theory stuff from things like anti-vaxxers, you know, um, We'll see smallpox come back. We're seeing polio come back. Whooping cough was huge. Um, he had huge growth last year as well. And that will become a further public health crisis compounded by a pandemic. I mean, you know, it's not sustainable. No, there is, I, you know, I really feel this incredible shift in the world right now, but we're in it. We're in the ugly and dark place so it's yeah not something that's going to shift overnight is it but I mean we need people like you that have a strong voice that are on purpose with this stuff that it actually really fires you up enough to get out there and push for the change yeah uh so like I honestly it just is so incredible for me to hear you so empowered and on purpose that you're you become in just a, sh a couple of short months a strong voice that has, you know, people are taking notice of it and are inviting in to have an opinion, uh, which is brand new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy yeah, it's good. Cool. It's so yeah. awesome. And I've, I think because I've always, as you know, mm. right, because we've already always had these conversations as friends. Yeah. Um, having the confidence to take that stuff that I actually believed and then use that voice um, in the broader industry and not be afraid because if people don't want to work with me because of that, good. They're I don't want to work with you either. Yeah, <laughs> not your people. They're not yeah. my tribe. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Talk to us a bit about, okay, so when we very first started chatting and we talked personal branding and you know, it was really quickly evident that 
there was a lot transferable in the way I coach entrepreneurs to how to build a personal brand that is within the structure of a business as well. So your, I think your initial response was no. What's, what, like, what has the process been like to go from that to like continually getting more uncomfortable and, and doing more? Yeah, well, I think it was, you know, it was, first of all, finding that purpose and um, then, like I said, starting to utilise tools like Facebook to find people that were my tribe, right, um, and find people that that um, were trying to have similar conversations to me Um and kind of engaging directly with them and having conversations and, you know, watching some of the stuff that they were doing. And I was like, why am I afraid of this? Like, totally. I can do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can do that. I can, um, you know, I think I said to you at one point, you got really angry with me. I went, I'm scared because they're smarter than I am. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even going to go there on this podcast, but for the listeners, Kimberly is epically intelligent i know you're already picking that up just from this this conversation that we're having she's also incredibly articulate and like well beyond my view of the world is actually very educated when it comes to world matters yeah all of that all of that yet she has this freaking inner critic like hello we all do giving her a hard time and saying you're not actually smart enough and i call bs massive and I called it on you yeah you did so (laughs) thank you thank you for that um so it's been a combination of you kind of like having that conversation with me and also you know me exploring some of these other people and kind of looking at their messaging and the way that they were delivering it as well that I just kind of went right well yeah I think I, I think I can do that And you can actually do it in your way, which is the best way and is going to connect with the exact right people for you. Yeah. And that's where, look, it's taken me a while to get here, but I've always recognised that when it's, um, you know, when I'm speaking my truth um, and I'm speaking with my voice rather than trying to replicate somebody else's. And this is one of the big things that I kind of... um, that I struggled with in the end of working for the IBMs and working for the Adobe's and the Oracles and all those big boys as well is that, you know, you've got a hymn sheet um, and that's what you've got to sing, you know, that's what you've got to sing from, um, you know, and, and if you try and inject any of your own kind of personality, um, it's kind of, you know, you're not a good corporate citizen and there's backlash associated with that. Um, so that's why, you know, it was appealing to go to a really small organisation. I'm, um, I'm the country manager. I get to build something myself, um, you know. So it just kind of, it, it really quite, kind of fit for where I needed to be. What's the biggest lesson for you when it comes to taking yourself out of your comfort zone and what would you share with others that are resisting building a personal brand? Um, For me, it was just about, you know, obviously working with you and having you be a mirror 
as well because when I went, no, I don't forget when I went, oh, I just, I don't have any purpose. You went, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and you <laughs> held up this mirror and went, here's what I see. And, and you were able to reflect some of those things back. And then I was able to go and explore those in a bit more depth. So what would I do? Go and work with the vet. <laughs> um, but second of all is when she reflects that stuff back, go and explore it, right? And don't just limit yourself to, um, you know, just exploring your own stuff. Go and look at other people, connect with other people, have conversations, um, you know, find your tribe. Um, yeah so that's um that was you know what one thing that I I remember is when we first started talking about ethical data and you being you know like the female champion in Australia on this subject which by the way you're you're on your way to being I believe there was still um moments of fear when you discovered that there were actually other people talking about this that you weren't connected to yet yeah but then we yeah. learned that, you know what, that means That means there's actually an audience for this. Yeah, and there is a net, they're the people that I've been able to connect with and, you know, they've been able to give me, you know, more information. Um, I've been able to gain a deeper understanding of where we're at in terms of, um, you know, legislating some of this stuff. Where does it sit uh-huh. in order of priority in the industry? Um and what does that kind of look like? So all it's done is is provide me with more kind of depth and understanding yes, and substance and and a bigger network. So you know I've got invitations coming in for other events and everything like that as well. So that's mm. really cool. It's so yeah. so thank you so much for joining me. I've loved this conversation. Thank I absolutely you. adore you and I love working with you. Oh, My favorite you. part is just the growth. It's just been amazing yeah it's been fun yeah all right well thanks again bye to everyone out there listening i'll be back next week (laughs) bye bye you've made it all the way to the end thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the lit up and liberated entrepreneur podcast why not keep going just a little bit further and leave me a review five stars would be absolutely amazing And even better, some comments. I will do my best to call you out in a future episode real soon. To connect with me further, you can find me at yvettemayer.com, on Instagram, yvettemayer underscore, and you're invited to join the free Facebook group, The Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur, where we chat all things business, tips and growth on the daily. I can't wait to bring you more quality content in the future. I'll be back soon. You can link to all of those connection mechanisms in the show notes. Bye for now.